0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Dip and Tone, Season Two, Episode Whatever. 15. Fifteen. Fifteen. Here we are. We actually got a we got an exciting episode coming up today. We oh man, a, this it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be uh, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got a good rig to dip. Uh, we got a really good subject. We're talking about uh, possibly the rebirth of American tube manufacturing in yeah. in my very own home state of georgia which is very cool uh we're gonna do a little patreon q and a and then I've got a, a really great show of the week here so
1: yeah I do too man i my my show of the week uh i think i think some people are gonna be like oh I remember that uh? huh <laughs> so yeah all right nice. so how how's you you've been the jet setter man
0: I've been jet setting um also we should point out. Because our patrons are giving us some shit in the chat here. Yes, it's been a few weeks since we've taped. Okay, we know. All right, um, we so we we've kind of been transitioning to the final form of Dipped in Tone, which is um, our good friend uh, and your favorite bass player uh, on the internet for pedal shows, Mister Addison uh, from. I don't know if he wants me saying his last name or not. So Addison from the JHS show is now uh, mixing hey and editing the show and handling all the stuff so that. We don't have to do it anymore, which means we'll actually be able to keep the show going on a weekly basis. Um,
1: So long as we can record it in time for him to do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but we're ahead of the schedule, man. We're we're on the ball this week. We could do two this week. We could do two this week. I mean, my God, look out. Um, As always, shout out to the patrons. If you want to uh, join in while we're taping these live and be able to submit your rig to be dipped here, uh, you can join our Patreon linked down below. And we greatly appreciate it because... All of that Patreon money goes straight into uh keeping the show afloat and uh paying Addison to edit yes. and mix and everything. So uh we wouldn't be doing the show without the patrons. So thank you guys. Right. Thank you so much. Um yeah, I've been I've been jet setting, man. I've been getting around, you know. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago I was in New York City for the first time in two years, which was um it's weird. Generally I, I would get up there at least twice a year, two two or three times a year. But with pandemic and everything, blah, 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 we all know what happened. So yeah. uh, I was up there for Rick Beato's live show with with Tim Pierce. Um, and it's always good getting to hang with Rick. But the highlight for me was getting to hang with Tim Pierce because I don't see him that often. I hadn't seen him since NAM of, of 2020. And you really could not. You could not meet a more genuine and kind human being than Tim Pierce. Um, yeah. He's just he's amazing. I love the guy. So that was a lot of fun. Rick Rick's show was awesome. He did an amazing job. Crowd crowd was great. And uh, yeah. And then last week, I went... Speaking of JHS, I had a super last-minute thing come up that called me out to Kansas City to do a thing with JHS that I can't quite talk about yet. But hopefully, mm-hmm. you'll see in the near future.
1: Yeah. Uh, and you did a live stream.
0: And which, did a live stream.
1: Which was great for me because yeah. you featured... One of the pedals, but, uh, but it's, uh, the 1347, uh, mass street music thing. Uh, it, it's, it's been doing great. So
0: it's a great pedal, dude. Thank you. Um, that was actually the first time I've played one was on the stream. Um, yeah. and I think I said this on the stream, but I think it's a really good, it's a good fuzz for someone who's fuzz curious, but doesn't quite maybe know what they want. Um, yeah. And doesn't want something that's going to be too like crazy, going to sound like their amps going to blow up or too weird. And it's it's just a great great sound of fuzz.
1: Yeah, it's it's way more approachable. So
0: yeah. So what have you been up to the last two weeks?
1: Oh my god, I've been working on a thing that comes out uh, on the thirty first of this month. So in a few days, uh, people in the in the page uh, in the Discord are asking if I'll show it. I won't because Can I, show I the want the prototype. This- uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they're paying attention, they've seen it. Yeah, um, it's true. Uh, here, I'll show the. I showed. Uh, I'll show the back. I don't know, there it goes. And then it's a square. It's a square, and then I'm going to try to show the. I've showed this.
0: Yeah. Any guesses on how many knobs it's got? Anyone? Well, you can. Yeah. There but you that, go. Yeah.
1: That I've shared that much, but that's all I'm going to show. Um, but Thursday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. So if you're watching this, you've missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but but apart from that, we've just been just trying to to get – that's a lot. We were doing a huge run of those and um, just trying to, you know, stay on top of things. I think we're, we're almost ready to hire another person. Whoa. So um, after this – because, like, it's funny. Like, you want to hire someone to help when it's busy, but at the same time when it's busy, you don't have time to train somebody.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, I think in the next couple of weeks we'll be – Probably finalizing that decision, and um, yeah. Apart from that, it's just normal gearing up for spring. You know, f- planning the summer and and family things and vacations and stuff like that. So
0: nice. Where are you guys going?
1: I don't know. I think Morgan and I might finally take a honeymoon, which we never took. So. Oh yeah, yeah. It was before we had any money and we had to do everything ourselves. So you know, are are you guys
0: are you beach honeymoon people? I
1: think Morgan would be, I don't like, I, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, like my idea of a vacation would be like going somewhere and like, I like going to museums and like doing stuff. I don't like sitting around. I don't need like, can sit. I, I can sit around at home for free. Yeah. You know, I don't need to go to the beach. Like the beach is fun for, for like 15 minutes, half an hour, and then I'm done. Dude, like, I'm
0: do something. Fi- finally something we agree on. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not a beach person. I never really have been. It's like. I don't like sitting around either. And look, you know, whatever, whatever's your thing. If you love beaches, don't let, don't let me rain on your parade. But uh, to me, the idea of like even beach towns, specifically beach towns in the southeast, like Gulf Coast beach towns, it's like it's an entire town that's just built around the idea of doing nothing. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not into it. Yeah, I
1: I agree. But yeah, I don't know. We'll probably go somewhere with a beach and, you know enjoy that and it'll be great for be like great. you know a few days but uh i don't know every like i'm i'm horrible i'm sure you're the same way like every time morgan mentions going anywhere i'm like oh there's a dealer there i'd like to visit. Him. this is really cool <laughs> guitar store you know it's like
0: i can't i can't turn it off we have our five-year anniversary coming up and uh we got married on tilly's birthday so it's the birth diversity right and Which is cool, because I only have to remember one day. It's not cool, because if I ever do forget that day, it will be a screw-up of (laughs) royal proportions. Uh Um, But this year, we're going to go on a big uh, road trip. We're going to go out to Utah. We bought this camper last year, um, this off-road camper RV trailer thing we're really excited about. So we're going to drive it from Atlanta out to the Grand Canyon, then up. Through southern Utah, through all the backcountry and stuff to Moab, and then work our way east from Moab across Colorado, then Kansas City, probably stop at JHS again for a day, and then head home.
1: Well, uh, I've for, for preparing this next release, I've spent a lot of time watching Survivor Man. Oh, so, Les Stroud. I'll make sure that you know, before you go on this thing, you've got your survival kit in the back of that thing.
0: Can we talk about how? superior Survivor Man was on every single level to uh what was Bear Grylls' show called uh, Man versus Wild. Man versus it? Wild. Yeah. yeah. Survivor Man was just better in every way. It was cooler. I used to watch that show all the time, man.
1: Well he put so fun fact, Les Stroud, he must own the rights to all this stuff because he put it all on YouTube. And he's oh, he's what? getting millions of views, so good for him.
0: Um but, I mean, he made all the stuff himself, so... Yeah, it's like, like, he, he deserves not? it.
1: But, like, I, I think on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast before he went, <laughs> woo uh, yeah, oh god, he did one with Les Stroud, and, like, Les talked about that whole thing and, like, them approaching him for that, and he's like, that's not real, and that's not what I do. Mm-hmm. So, man versus food is better than man versus wild. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I've enjoyed it. But at the same time, every time I watch those shows, I'm like, man, I really need to have, like you know, a leather man and some, some rations and flares in the back of my car, which is like, it's never going to matter. But yeah,
0: realistically, I think that's just
1: being a dude.
0: It is dudes like things and we like to carry things and we like to be prepared for situations that are never going to happen. But we like the idea of having the thing to be prepared for the situation that's never going to happen. Yep. But, um, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, (laughs) Lester, I was actually, dude, I remember one Survivor Man episode. The one that really stuck with me was the one where he was stranded on the ocean in the raft. Yeah. And yeah. that, that for me was like, I never, never in a million years would I want to be in that situation ever.
1: No. Yeah, I mean, I'd never want to be in any
0: of those situations, but specifically that one sucked the most, I think. Yeah.
1: That, that one, that one looks like, cause I watched that like the uh, Thursday, everyone got sick. And so I was just here by myself and I, I watched 10 hours of Survivor Man. <laughs> And watch that one again it's great anyway you want to uh, you want to you want to dip this rig yeah let's do it so uh how do i what. <sighs> not putting it there nope. it is that's that's not what we need here it is uh no it's up oh, that's there the we one are. okay there we are our hello. faces hello okay man sorry usually it says add to stream and now it just says remove this anyway, is funky this is weird. This is this is good. So this is from Pinto. Mm-hmm. Oh no, sorry. His email is pinto. His name is Alan. So <laughs>
0: Okay. Uh, Wait, A L A N or A L L E N?
1: A L L E N. There you go. Okay. Uh he said he said he refined he sent this to us before but he refined it. Um this is his mini rig that he keeps in his office. Okay. Um the guitar is a Godin Soladeck. Okay. Uh which has a piezo,
0: piezo. How do you say that word? I don't, because they sound bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, no, the piezo. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I know. Do you say I'm piezo? Saying, piezo? I, I, it was piezo? a bad joke that I'm sure someone in the comments will let me know. But I think I p. I mm, I actually don't know how I say it. Pie, I don't think piezo is the right way to say it. I think it's piezo. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so he has this Godin with that uh, system.
1: He's got a Fender Super Champ, one of the old ones, uh, eighteen yeah, watts, red spring reverb. Yeah, uh, push pull mid boost. He says the second amp he ever got got it in a pawn shop in nineteen eighty five for sixty five bucks. Is
0: that Rivera era? I do believe that's Rivera era. Yeah, because the push pull thing was a, a Rivera era thing. Right. Uh,
1: fantastic stuff. And his pedal board is real sweet. He's got a Polytune. The EWS Little Fuzzy Drive, mm-hmm. uh, Electromonics Crayon, Catalan Bread Valcoder Tremolo Overdrive Boost, cool, C.K.K. Space Station Pro Delay Verb, and then he has a lithium-ion rechargeable power supply under the board, and uh, and that's it. So this is this is a quirky
0: rig. Dude, but, and I but, feel but, like
1: we're getting back into something we we've we've had too much good,
0: like or not y-
1: like safe.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: this is different. This is so different.
0: Well, I like the office rig. Like, this, when yeah. I see this, this is like, yeah, this is an office rig. This is cool. Um, all right, so we got to start with the guitar. I don't like Godin's, man. I've, I've never liked them. I, I think the – to me, this is further proof that of, – of how hard it is to design a an original guitar shape that looks good. And I think this doesn't look good. the The proportions are weird. The proportions of the top horn are weird. The proportions of the center belly, like the center cut going into the lower bout are weird. Um, I don't know. what do you think? I like it. Oh God.
1: <laughs> I don't like don't get me wrong. like I, it's definitely I, I I agree with you, but I think it's just different enough to where it kind of works. I wish the pit guard extended up into that top horn. Um, I don't think that float. would make. It, I think
0: it would make it look worse, though. It would call more Maybe. attention to how like just over. It's just the wrong size. You know what it is? The guitar would look great if that top horn wasn't so big. If they would have cut that top horn down just a little bit, because the rest of the guitar is fine. I mean, it's almost less Paul esque. Uh, yeah. Shape, but
1: it would be kind of cool as a double cut.
0: Yeah, it'd be way cooler as a double cut. Yeah, that would be killer as a double cut. But. Uh,
1: don't care about the piezo bridge thing and, and chances are i'd say alan's probably not using that all that much with this setup um i don't understand the appeal of that anytime i've ever played one like in a parker or like the slashless pauls or the prs that have those i i don't get it i i mean i understand if you're gigging and you have to cover a lot of ground the utility of it but i i don't think it ever sounds good unless you had a dedicated rig to make it sound good
0: yeah uh and even then they don't sound good um also what's with the knob placement on this guitar it's like i'd say that
1: bottom one is the piezo volume
0: yeah but okay but i'm talking about the actual placement like you've got two on the pick guard and then one just kind of floating out in space shouldn't that be in like strat style in between the
1: that would make sense i bet what it is is they have one with and without with and without the piezo and that knob is probably where the battery goes or something. But, so. but dude,
0: that, okay. So the knob behind, that's the worst place for a knob for a pot on, uh, like, look at where it is. It's ah. under the, dude, it's under the tremolo arm. Yeah. So you've got to like reach behind the bridge to get to that. This yeah, The more no, I look at true. this guitar, the more I, it's making me.
1: Tremolo arms, uh, they really can make or break knob placement because like Certain guitars, um, I, had, yeah, I had the Revolta Combinada, I don't know, 12, I don't know, 15, whatever number it what, was. The one with the the Duesenberg, less trim on it. Yeah, yeah. And the tremolo arm on that damn thing, you couldn't get to the knobs fast enough, at least for me. So I, I'm yeah, with you, gotta you on that. you got to be quick-drawing
0: those knobs. Just like, yeah. wow, get to that, that volume. <laughs> Look out, man. <laughs> Fastest. Uh, the, the classic <laughs>
1: Goat and reach around. All right, <laughs> hey,
0: <laughs> that's the fastest that's knob knob twister in the east of the Mississippi. Old Zach Broyles, man, old Zach knobs broyles knobs <laughs> as we call them. Oh. Uh, okay, yeah, I and then the hum single hum thing. Okay, I mean it's cool, it, you know.
1: I, yeah, I, I'm fine. fine. I'm fine with I'm that. Fine
0: with that. Yeah, I uh, the guitar though. I kind of like it. I. Wait, and then I, I can't quite tell, but is there a Godin logo over the fifteenth fret on that oddly shaped top horn? Uh
1: sometimes they have that logo up there. Let me pull up the full fledged Because that's Yep, there it is. It's okay. They, okay. They always so, have that.
0: <laughs> this might be my my least favorite guitar on on any rig dipping. Why do you need why do you need your logo on the guitar twice? So you don't forget. It's so like, pe- so
1: if they're, if they're, if you're on, when you're on stage and you're on the Jumbotron and they're filming the headstock, they got the brand name, filming the body, got the brand name. Don't forget, boom. Are, are I'm gonna people, start doing all the pedals. I'm gonna put it on like every edge.
0: I'm not gonna say it. it's gonna be really mean. <clears throat> Anyways, um, I,
1: I like it. I don't, I, it kind of reminds me of those weird, um, Gretsch beasts. Do you remember those? No, like
0: the BST 100. Oh man. No, I don't. But why do you like this?
1: There's, it's just I don't know. It's just quirky and a little weird, and I I like. I mean, obviously I like a little weird and quirky stuff. No,
0: you like stuff that's bad.
1: No, no, no. There is.
0: <laughs> see, that's not fair. There's, I mean,
1: there's no good or bad. There's just different tastes, yeah, right? No, I you're, mean, like, yeah, you're right.
0: You're right. I, but. but I, uh, I, there's me, something
1: about these kind of like funky like looks like it could have been made in Italy pawn shop guitars that I find really
0: but, appealing okay but here's why it's not it's not that though because the weird funky made in Italy guitars from the 60s are cool because they're so out there and so quirky this one misses the mark I think if this was offset it would actually work I think if if it was sure. offset more like a novo then that top horn would make more sense the bottom well, cut would be great
1: yeah and And I will say that I have played some Godens, and uh is it it's just it's Godin that's proper pronunciation right Goden, um, yeah. uh and i I think they play really well, and I do think they they feel good, so maybe like my past history playing them and going, you know what this is nice it kind of like supersedes the fact that it's a little goofy uh aesthetically but i I don't know i kinda i just uh, i kinda dig it
0: so there's just a few things on here that that make me like almost physically ill. And <laughs> one of them is the knob placement that bothered. It looks like it was intentionally Photoshopped weird or like they just forgot to put the middle knob in there. The double logo thing is weird. And then the top horn. Sorry, yeah. Alan, this, I hope this isn't Alan's like pride and joy guitar and I'm just shitting all over it for 10 <laughs> minutes because I feel bad, but that's, fine. that's getting your rig dipped. All right. Now onto the pedal board. Now, the pedal board is fantastic. Yeah, I think this is great. A, a great use of space. He's covering all of his bases with four pedals and a tuner. Um, yep. Yeah, I've I've not spent much time with the EWS
1: stuff. I've heard they're good. I think there's like a Japanese company, um, the Little Fuzzy Drive. I've heard it's great. The, the crayons great. Mm-hmm. The Catalan bread pedals great. Don't know the C.K.K. Space Station. I but don't either. I
0: assume but reverb and delay again that's I mean, cool yeah. use of space i have the uh what the horizon um pedal that came out in 2020 the horizon god what is it it's their reverb and delay in a single like almost like a bud box enclosure you know uh-huh and um it's great like and it's more of an ambient voice kind of thing but it's it's cool somebody in the chat can can correct me but i like that a reverb and a delay just a small Because most times, what do you need? Unless you're going for a specific reverb, specific delay sound, you want something, a plate reverb maybe, maybe a spring, and then some kind of analog or tape delay. Yeah. You know? And that can absolutely be handled in a small pedal like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's very utility. I mean, And again, this isn't for gigging. This is just for playing. He says, it's for those late nights when I need to de-stress. And yeah. I think this is perfect for that. And honestly, you could totally grab this and go to a gig. That's Super Champ.
0: Dude, the, okay, let's talk about the Super Champ. I, I feel like people are still sleeping on the Rivera era Fender stuff. Yeah,
1: um, I'm going to reverb. I'm going to look and see what these things yeah, are.
0: Yeah, so go go check that stuff out. So um, well, I forget what years uh Paul, Paul Rivera jumped on Fender. Was it 79 he joined? Let me see.
1: Uh, Fender. It, it was the... Late 70s, early 80s for sure. Yeah.
0: So the, um, the solo from Kid Charlemagne, Larry Carlton solo, that was Rivera era. Uh, Princeton? Not Princeton, yeah, with the, the pull pot. Um, oh, um, 81 to 84? Is that okay. what it was? it was? I thought it was longer than that. I thought it was in the 90s, but maybe I was wrong. Anyways, the Rivera, Rivera era stuff is great. And prices are, I mean, what are prices looking like on Reverb right now?
1: Well, it gets a little convoluted because the Super Champ was also they reissued it as like a digital modeling thing. Yeah,
0: but this is not that.
1: No, so let me. I'm trying to. I
0: have to navigate. <laughs> is this um, one? This is a 110, right? I I don't know actually. I mean the cab. It looks like a 10 inch combo. But yeah, the, the check out. If you're into cool funky fender stuff, um, they had oh. interesting re, uh, overdrive sounds to them. Mm-hmm. And all the session guys in L.A. and the and like there's a period of time where like Larry Carlton and Lucather and all those guys had these in their studio rig. I mean, like I said, Kid Charlemagne solo was tracked on one.
1: Yeah, it looks like people might be getting a little more hip. The Super Champs, they're one, uh, one by ten, and there there's a couple on here for eleven and fourteen hundred bucks. Oof. So yeah, like a mean, couple
0: of years ago that was probably like five or six hundred bucks. But
1: gear has gone absolute ape shit it doesn't make any sense is
0: it a bubble (sighs) or you think this is the new norm i think it's the new norm i think you're right so especially especially tube driven stuff especially like kind of the older school stuff i mean yeah Mm -hmm. i think i think you're right i don't think prices are really going to fall that much no not unless like tubes just wow well we'll get to save this we'll get there so
1: all right. What do what you? I, you're gonna. I think you're gonna beat the hell out of this one. So what are you gonna rate this, rig?
0: All right. I, it's ironic that he says this is the rig that he he plays to to de-stress because the guitar stresses me out so much. <laughs> um, but hey, everyone's different. So I love the pedal board. I love the battery powered. He did. Did he say? Was it like a? It's like a lithium. Ion. It doesn't.
1: It doesn't say specifically, but I I don't mind that because I feel like. I would rather have that because then you're decoupled for any yeah. Power that's what source. I'm saying.
0: For this rig, that's perfect. you yeah. don't have a ton of cables. It's probably he probably puts it in his like corner of his office somewhere. He puts the board on top of the amp when he's not using it. Great, love the amp. Absolutely, ima- yeah. that thing would sound uh, incredible under a mic to record with. Losing some major points for me with the guitar, I got to admit. I think uh, it's just too. It's it doesn't quite. So there's there's like this line, right? This like linear graph of like weird, quirky to cool. And this uh-huh. doesn't quite, it doesn't get to cool. I think to get this guitar to cool, it would either need to be offset or it would need to be a double cut. And if it was double cut, you could also cut that second uh, Godin logo off of the body, <laughs> which doesn't need to be there. So I'm going to give this 6.8 shoils. Oh, Yeah, dude, the guitar's really not doing it for me. Ouch! I know.
1: Godin, uh, Devin uh, says he's pretty sure it's pronounced Godin. What? Really? I've never heard that. It is French. It's Canadian. -Canadian? French-Canadian? Yeah, because they're the same as Seagull and whatnot. Wait. Seagull acoustic guitars? Yeah, yeah, Seagull. Yeah. Did you say Seagull? I mean, I don't know. I said, yeah, I said it slowly, so it didn't say Seagull. (laughs) Seagull okay J- jason siegel guitars uh I, yeah okay um i think i would give this i'd give this a solid seven and a half
0: what what's what's why is it not higher for you
1: uh that's that piezo thing i think there's a little fluff that could just be gone and, and like ultimately like i bet this guitar plays great i bet with you know dude i'm, I'm sure it's awesome but I feel like for just like de-stressing and the simplicity, I would probably get a simpler guitar, even though I do like it.
0: Um, I think if you swapped that out for a Ventura Telecaster, this rig would be like eight and a half, 8.8 for me. Okay. If you just, if you put a telly in there, I mean, I think that that's the move. I think you sell the, the Godin or the Godan or whatever um, and get yourself a telly. There you go. Maybe Alan, maybe you've already got a telly. Maybe you got a telly at home or something and you bring that to, to your job. You know? Yeah, maybe this
1: is the one you just leave at the shop you don't worry about. You know, you like Yeah. When the kids come over and they
0: knock it over, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And you don't don't worry about it because it has two logos for no But reason. I, I mean, I,
1: I think that's a respectable score. If a movie was a seven point five out of ten, I would be like, I'll go see that. But if it was, you know, Thing below like i don't know what'd you give it a six and a 6.3
0: 6.3 so it's it's like on the rotten tomatoes equivalent it's like <laughs> yours i think would just squeak by as certified fresh mm, mm, i don't know they're pretty mine, mine would be rotten their I think. aggregates are weird yeah i don't I'm anyway not sure about their scoring system either i think it's sandbagged a little bit um anyways yeah um, there you go that was a fun one yeah it was see send, send more rigs like that we like that yeah, stuff
1: actually yeah we need more rigs period if you've sent one in the past and you're you know you are a um a a patron send a new one take a new photo
0: right and remember the criteria are you have to be a patron and it has to be something that you could actually take to a gig we we don't we we can't go through your whole setup we can't see all your gear we need to see like a concise rig and no bare feet oh please god no bare feet Um, yeah just be aware (laughs) of what's
1: i mean that could lead to some funny things but there's a limit (laughs) It's like hey, you
0: said no bare feet. I got shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, it's
1: just a pedal board and shoes everywhere.
0: Oh yeah, have you ever and seen then the bare thing feet of, in the middle of it? Yeah, or uh you ever seen the the Craigslist like um, when people sell mirrors? Oh yeah. On Craigslist? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, cool. So, what are we uh what are we getting into today? So, we're going to talk about that
1: I hear my guys uh, <laughs> that tube situation and the fact that there may be a company making tubes here in the States. Yes. Well, there, there there already is, but tubes for us users.
0: Yeah. Right. So I first heard about this about two weeks ago on Pete Thorne's Sunday night live stream. Um, and he, he just mentioned it in passing. I had not heard about it anywhere else, but he said like, oh yeah, there's a Western Electric is uh, they've got a thing on their website right now. They're asking about, you know, what other tubes they should make and if you'd be interested. So I went to their website and they had this full questionnaire. I'm sure everyone's heard about it by now, Western Electric Tubes. Um, so I filled my thing out, added my email address, left them a quick message And uh, they emailed me back about a week later. I got an email back from them. And at that time, uh, it was, I think their head of marketing or whoever emailed me said they had received over 20,000 responses. And while they were not ready to release anything public at that time, they were, it was a very PR answer. Essentially, they're saying, we're going to start making tubes again. Um, And I believe they have come out and said that publicly publicly.
1: Yeah, I think I've I've seen some, like, I don't know if it's a full-fledged press release, but some stuff to that effect that it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh,
0: At least, you know, fingers
1: crossed, right?
0: Right. So Western Electric, they're based in Rossville, Georgia, which is basically Chattanooga, Tennessee. So for those of you who don't know, Chattanooga, Tennessee is basically on the state line between Georgia and Tennessee. So Rossville is a suburb of Chattanooga that's just on the Georgia side. But it's about two hours from me. Um, humbucker music is based in Ross Rossville as well. Um, but Western electric, they've been I'll in add. business since 1869. There we go. Yeah. And they currently make tubes. So the idea that, Oh, there's no American made tubes out there nowadays is not actually factual. This company currently makes a tube called the 300 B, which is a tube. Basically there's a picture of it right there. God, look, look at this guy thing.
1: like holding his face.
0: <laughs> If your chin was a little further left, I'd have you right in the palm dude, of my hand. <laughs> he's doing some serious engineering. Scroll back <laughs> up, look at look at how like he's he's really thinking about some electricity or something right yeah, there. Yeah. It's super hard, my god. But anyway, they make a 300B. It's a hi-fi tube. Um, oh. and oh, nice, dude. Their website is great. Yeah, this website is look top-notch. We got to get Squarespace as a sponsor. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though I just ditched my Squarespace. Oh website. no. Yeah, sorry. I had to go to Shopify. Um. But anyways, how much are these tubes,
1: Zach? All right, all right, all right. So, uh, for those watching, I have these things pulled up here. So here is the tube. This pa- this parallax effect is so nice. In stock, ready to ship. The three hundred feet vacuum
0: tube. Cannot get over how good their website is. Uh,
1: okay. You everybody ready? Yep. Hold on to your butts. A match <gasps> pair is fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, no. A single tube is seven hundred, and a match quad is three thousand and ninety nine oh dollars.
0: Oh my god!
1: How many? This thing okay. only have two pins. What is,
0: how does this work? Uh, well, I don't. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of it exactly. But from what I understand, uh, that particular tube, it's it's interesting because I guess what you want in the hi fi audiophile world is a incredibly clean uh, tube mm-hmm. that doesn't distort. Oh, look at uh, this.
1: Oh, my God. Look at the
0: box. Well, yeah, I mean, for what, $1,500, 1600 $700 bucks for one. Yeah, I, I hope it comes in a nice handmade box. My God. Fancy. Um, But it's interesting because what the hi-fi crowd is looking for out of a tube and what the guitar crowd is looking for out of a tube is polar opposites, right? Yeah. So I kind of understand where they're coming from with a 300B because they've essentially engineered this thing to be completely clean, high headroom, no distortion, uh, whatsoever. And I think hi-fi people will pay exorbitant, uh, prices for, for this kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, And
1: and like, this is going to last a long time.
0: Wait, hold on. Power output and distortion. Scroll back up. Let's read that. Performance data, including power output, second and third harmonic levels for a number of operating conditions are given in the table. The variation of power output and harmonic levels with load resistance for several values of operating plate current is shown in figures 7, 8, and 9 for a plate voltage of 350 volts. Okay, so this is just... What is this? There's some what, you formulas do math? down there. Oh I don't Jeez. My God. I didn't go to college for that. Dude, this is some <laughs> nerdy shit right here. My God. Um, so, if someone in the chat can uh, tell me what any of that stuff is
1: all whenever this is like people talk about the sort of thing I just see that meme of that woman with like all the equations (laughs) floating around her
0: that's what that guy was doing earlier in the picture (laughs) (laughs) but this is interesting because they received enough of a response uh from the guitar playing community that it seems like they are going to actually tool up and start making tubes now obviously they're not going to be as inexpensive as jj's or right any of the Russian tubes. I mean, I, I believe they're going to be quite a bit more expensive. So it begs the question, are we willing to spend more money on an American made vacuum tube for your amplifier?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, I think it, it just depends on the price. I mean, from what we've seen, the import tube market is not going away entirely. I think we all panicked. Yeah, and uh, you know, just all the like, almost every website is is completely bought out. There, like I've seen people say we have tubes, and they have like NOS like stuff that's crazy expensive. So like, yeah. I don't count that like a new production tube. Um, so, I mean, if they can do this, and even if it's at a significant premium, as long as it remains somewhat approachable, and I just saw on their warranty, they're 90 days from when they ship and when you, oh, when you receive them, but you can mail in a warranty card for five years on, on those tubes. Now, guitar amp tubes are not going to be
0: warranted for no, that long,
1: but if no. there's anything similar to that, even 90 days, I think that is pretty significant. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it. I, I mean, yeah, I would be willing to pay more for like a set of a, a matched pair of EL eighty fours, because that's really what we're talking about here. Yeah. As power tubes. Preamp tubes, there's a lot of them out there. They rarely ever go bad. You know, a twelve AX7, rarely ever ever goes bad. EF eighty sixes, I think, are a little more prone to going microphonic and stuff. Yeah. But really what we're talking about is power tubes. And um Certain power tubes like KT88s already are already insanely expensive. Um, sure. I, to get a matched pair of KT88s right before all the the tube panic happened, I paid like hundred and ten bucks. Um, oh yeah. I mean they're they're expensive, but things like EL84s, EL34s, six L sixes. If Western Electric starts making those tubes in America, they're probably going to last longer. They're going to be made better to a higher standard than what you're getting out of Russia or China. And so there is an argument to be made, well, if I'm going to spend twice or three times as much for this tube for for it to last 3 to 5 times longer than the Russian tube or the Chinese tube, then uh it might work. And the other perspective right. here is from amp builders because what I've heard from amp builders now is so many tubes that they buy never end up going into amps because they from the factory are out of spec and just or just don't work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a shame. It is a shame. Um and here here's the the forum that they posted with like the different tube types eti- tube types. And one of the things that I'm I'm noticing is there's no rectifier tubes on this list. I yeah. Unless, I don't know what a two seven four B or a six H thirty are, but um but there's no like G Z thirty fours or anything. Yeah, any classic yeah. rectifier tubes.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that either. Um, what's but,
1: it? I, but yeah, I mean, you're right about like for the most part. I think if if you have something that is is really well made, it's going to last a long time. I rarely change tubes unless they die, and um, right. I just I just don't. I, I I would have to hope that if they made the tubes here in the states and they really had the QC, and it looks like these guys have got it figured out. Yeah. Um. That, that they would be stable and long-lasting and really be something you might have to do once every couple years instead of every six months. Yeah, but, and
0: that's assuming you're playing that one amp every single day. Right. Um, the reality is if you've got more than one or two amps and you're spreading your time playing between those amps, I mean, I haven't replaced power tubes in any of my amps in years because I, I play... I, uh, there's not a consistent amount of time spent on one amplifier it gets kind of spread out um, I do want to go make a video up there though yeah I mean, that just would be like, really cool they're, I'm going to reach back out to them and see if I can go up in the next couple of weeks and shoot a video up there um, but I do think there's another side to this discussion and if you saw my video oh. wow oh, they, man, do they hook up insulated one? wire how much is this oh, 10 oh it's out of stock yeah oh, oh the red's seat? in Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> What's well, for 100 feet, though? So that's a yeah,
1: 100 feet's not that long. I mean, I guess if you're just making, like, speaker cables. Um Dude, this yeah. hi-fi world stuff but is
0: crazy.
1: 10-gauge is, that's big. That's big. You yeah. know, a lamp cord, like, most of your wires in your house are, like, 18-gauge wires. So that 10-gauge is, is significant. <clears throat> this,
0: dude, the the hi-fi audiophile world is uh, something I don't know much about. and So I didn't oh. know this stuff was this. Expensive, my god! Yeah. For those of you listening, it was ten gauge, hundred feet was eleven $1, hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, they got a CD player. Look at that. Whoa! How much is that?
1: It's just like dipped in shopping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe we should
0: make this a segment on the show. We go dipped in shopping once a week.
1: Oh no, that would be bad. It's been way too much money. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, here let's 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 get rid of this screen here. Yeah, because we're getting huh?
0: distracted. But. I think So in my video I made a couple weeks ago, the point of it was um, not to cause panic, which people think I did, which is not my intention. Um, it was to talk about how I think this moment is a catalyst in the guitar community for people who, you know, for, for us who already have tube amps, we're always going to have tube amps. We're always going to play tube amps. You know, we're always going to have backup tubes, all that stuff. But I think if tube availability becomes more scarce and tube prices go up and tube amp prices go up because the tube built, the amp builders can't afford to keep the prices as low as they are with parts costs going up. It's going to make newer players in the next generation of players, the coming generation of players, rather than going out and buying a vendor hot rod deluxe or something, or a, a, a tube driven, twin reverb or something they'll get the tone master version yeah. or they'll buy a, a Kemper or they'll buy a Helix or something because it's there's Did- already the debate of which is better you get more for your money you get more bang for your buck with a modeling amp anyway so that was my point and I th- I don't think that's changed no I think that's the way we're going I think like
1: I could totally foresee um Fender ditching all product like they, they, the the tone master is proof of concept, and they've already released yeah. four. Ver- How many versions of they've that got the it?
0: super, the twin, and the two versions of the deluxe.
1: And did they did th- that? That was it. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: there's four. Um,
1: but I think we're gonna see a, a, a shift from them, and and all the tube amps are gonna be like custom shop level, right? Fancy and like the. I mean, I could totally see them making a tone master hot rod that would be just every man friendly, affordable, loud, you know, maybe they fix, please fix that dirty channel. You know, just do it right. I was going to say it right. probably
0: will sound better than the Tube Driven It would
1: have to. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just do that right. I mean, could you imagine if they made a Tone Master Blues Junior, How ma- they would sell them hand over fist if they Dude. sounded at all like a Blues Junior or better, which would not be hard.
0: If they did a Tone Master Tweed Deluxe, like a five e three Tone Master with the four inputs and everything, like yeah, come on, what it, it it's a proof of concept, dude. the The Tone Master stuff sounds really good. Yeah, the thing that they did right is they made it look like the real amp from yes. a from a distance. Unless you can see that little badge in the bottom corner, you don't know that it's not tube right. driven. One hundred percent. I, I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. If I'm in the market for buying a brand new deluxe reverb or maybe even the, the, the super reverb now, too, it's like if yeah. I am want to buy a new amp off the shelf, I'm probably going to buy the, the Tone Master because it does the job that I would want that amp to do. It does that job better than the deluxe or the tube driven version.
1: Totally. And it's not going to break your back. Like there's no power scaling. It's not going to break your back. There's no disadvantages.
0: DI out. And in a room, in a real life situation, yes, under a microscope, under microphones, you can hear the difference between the tube driven one and the the, uh, Tone Master. It doesn't matter. In a real world situation, in a gigging situation, which is what those amps are for, they sound good. They sound really good. That's all you need.
1: And I think, like, you know, all these companies are going to be – and players too are going to be shifting to this mentality like maybe my tube amp is my studio thing. It's my home thing. It's my right. – it's not my gigging thing because that just the progression of the solid state and modeling and all this stuff has just gotten so good. I played ca- a Catalyst, a Line 6 Catalyst at Guitar Center on Sunday and sounded great. It right. sounded really good. Like it, yeah. it, it, it to me – like there would be that argument – You know, why would you get a catalyst if you have an HX stomp or whatever or in a power cab? That sounds like a recorded guitar sound. The catalyst sounds like a guitar amp.
0: Right. And just because of the construction.
1: And and how they made it. Like I talked to to Matt um and uh from from Yamaha Online Sex, and he you know, he was trying to drive the point home that it's not the same thing. It is made to sound like a guitar amp, and it does. Yeah. So and I think like We're just going to see more and more of that. And like, I want this tube thing to sort itself out and for the world to go back to some sort of normality. I mean, most importantly for the people of the Ukraine. Uh, But because uh, all that aside, you know, I I don't like to see people freaking out and I don't want to see my friends in the industry that, that build guitar amplifiers struggling because of the tube crisis. But I hope that everyone can kind of, you know shift their mentality that maybe modeling and, and everything is is okay and it's workable and they just have to go play some more of that stuff.
0: I actually think there is a world where this could work out in the favor of the small boutique builder because mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think the a lot of the big dogs you're already seeing it from Orange. Orange is Orange and Fender I think are the two that are kind of really leading this where they're they're like the new Orange amp that they just did the biggest press release for the was it the super crush 100 or something like that i don't even I don't, oh yeah it's all solid state it's like and it sounds great um yeah, so, uh,
1: the milkman
0: too yeah milkman the amp like that there's it's yeah so like tim marcus was was on this in 2020 you know he was he was doing this before all any of the stuff started popping off so my point though is i think specifically younger players um a lot of them, not all of them, I think, but a lot of them are going to just gravitate more towards the a digital amp solution because it's there, it's accessible, it's what they're used to, it's what they've developed their sound on, and it's what they can afford and get their hands on. And if tube amps become more scarce and more pricey... It, that Orange I, Super Crush is only $500. Oh, really? Dang. That's cool want one. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> see,
1: like I can't shop. I can't like be uh, <laughs> left <in> alone <laughs> with a credit card and a, with a website.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting, the next five years in the amp world are going to be really interesting to see, see what happens. Um, maybe yeah. this all regulates and goes back to normal and whatever. It was not that big of a deal or it's a huge shift. I think it's going to be a big shift. Um, yeah. Arnie and the, um, the YouTube,
1: Chat says, I feel like Quilter never gets mentioned, and that's true. Quilter makes great stuff too. I think aesthetically, they
0: need a little help. That's. But, I was. I was going to say the same thing. Quilter. But they sound great. They sound great. I think. I think their aesthetic hurts them yeah. because you look at a Quilter amp and you just think. Because of our biases, we we hear with our eyes a lot. We think, well, that can't sound good. It's not. It's not a real amp. It look at it. It's like a, you know. I don't even know what it like it looks like a hard drive or something <laughs> like, with knobs on it. Um <laughs> looks like that's a piece not of equipment. Yeah, it looks like a piece, it looks like something that's not what we would normally hear. Now I know. I mean, RJ plays Quilter stuff a lot, you know. Yeah. Like they sound great, but I think there is something to being on stage with an amp yeah. with a head and a cabinet like it's just like seeing, you know, if you went into a gig and the drummer was playing like Roland V drums, yeah. Even if mm-hmm. it sounded great in front of house, you'd kind of be like, mm. uh, <laughs> hit, "Hit them harder." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can hear the plastic. I feel like I can hear it come through. Oh man! <laughs> but I mean, I I don't know. I, I just I say that, and I've I've gigged with just helixes and stuff on stage too. So it's like sometimes it it doesn't matter, but. Um, I mean,
1: it's all about, it's, it's the necessity
0: of the gig, yeah. you know, but
1: there is, I mean, you can't, it's inescapable, the feeling of playing a loud amp with, through speakers.
0: Yeah. Moving air.
1: And I think, I mean, we've talked about that before, like, you know, all the the people that are going to start playing and, and, you know, learn on a plugin, they don't experience that. But, you know, as long as there is a part of the market, you know, because i mean we're going to be playing guitar and going to be in, you know, involved in this stuff hopefully for a long time so yeah. the people coming up behind us still have to deal with us yeah <laughs> so you know but I, I i think i like you were saying i think it could help boutique amp builders and i think it might you know but i, I just hope that you know like i think about two rock i think about eli cuz i had talked to him cuz i i blew the two before all this happened Thank God I blew up all the tubes and my the power tubes in my two rock and got to buy some more. But um, well, how did talking. you do that? I was playing the thirteen forty seven and the two rock almost all the way up, uh, and it just freaked out. Yeah, <laughs> and and I I blew it up. Uh, I think a tube was getting ready to go and my uh, pummeling this this broke it. Yeah, but um. You know, he was saying how 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 backed up they were, you know, how long their wait list is, which is, you know, to be expected. But, right. you know, what happens if they can't get tubes, you know?
0: Like, what happens? Well, the thing is, too, like, there's always going to be a market for tube amps. I mean, look at this hi-fi stuff, dude. Like, okay, so play Bass in the chat said that CD player we were just looking at. Mm-hmm. How much do you think that CD player costs? Oh, $3,500? $12,500. What? <laughs> Ah! <laughs> but my point is that there's a market for it. If yeah. there wasn't people buying it, they wouldn't be making it and putting it on their website. So no matter how exorbitantly exp, I mean, there's a market for $10,000 clones right now. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you selling yours? No, I'm going to, I don't want to sell a lot of stuff, but not that one. I'm going to keep it. Okay. Whatever. Um, it was funny on that. JHS Wait, why life. are you interested? No, God, no, <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> on that JHS live stream last week, I was giving Josh shit because he put that claw on his board and I was like, so you just took that board from like a $2,500 board to $13,000 with mm-hmm. one pedal. But to to be fair to Josh, when he bought all those, they were oh way yeah. under a thousand bucks. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. one of them he bought new, you know, yeah. from Bill Finnegan. Like, you, you know, it's funny, uh,
1: when he was using it with the fuzzes, I did not, I liked the, the majority of the sound. I don't know if it was just like the, the YouTube, but I thought it sounded better with the clone off.
0: <laughs> I liked, I liked, uh well, he put out a good point like in my BAE fuzz with that mid circuit in there. Yeah. It's essentially doing the same thing. It's, it's like kind of shaping the, and giving it more punch and attack. Um Yeah. It, it yeah. is.
1: I mean, there's like, they're uh, stacking overdrives into fuzzes as a podcast in and of itself, but but yeah, most of the time when he kicked it on, I was like, eh, I like it less.
0: John B. in the chat, Patreon said, you'll never take my 100-watt tube amp cranked in my basement through 412s. <laughs> Nobody's trying to take anybody's amps. No. Let's not stop, Unless start Unless they're down for sale path. and they're cool, then I'll, I might take. We should, what is it the, the, the gun people do, the um uh oh, the, the come and my, take it thing, the oh. stickers, like the come and with the, yeah. the, we should I, do I that thinking, for like a guitar amp or something, a planet, or something.
1: Planet of the Apes, like my cold dead hands.
0: Like,
1: yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> we could have Charlton Heston holding a, a Marshall head.
0: Wearing a PV t shirt.
1: <laughs> He's kneeling in front of the Statue of Liberty with a PV t shirt. Maybe maybe that's our PV t shirt.
0: Maybe it says PV over my cold or out of my cold dead hands or something. Or come and take it.
1: <laughs> He's got a bandit. Oh, God.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, that's well, awesome. So there you go. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments, yeah. you know, what's, what's going to happen with the tube, the tube revolution. Um, I think that, that goes right into my shill. Well, let's take uh I think we're going to try one or two, um, uh, Patreon questions here before we get uh, okay. into our shills. So, uh, Calcidas in the Patreon chat is asking the amp switcher you have is sick. What is it? That is the eighty-eight 88S. Um, amp engineering so for those of you don't know my amp shelf behind me here um, they're all plugged into an amp switcher an amp and cab switcher in my uh my rack that you can't see it's off camera and it's really cool it'll take up to eight amp heads and eight cabinets and it handles all of the loading and um impedances i think i think that actually all needs to be eight ohms um i don't think it can mix impedances but Basically, you can have all your amps on and just switch between them instantly. You plug your guitar into the rack and then you have... Uh, each amp has its own quarter-inch cable going into the instrument and input out of the back of the switcher and then you just punch what button you want and it switches the amps instantly. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I guess that would make sense to only have one ohm out because you wouldn't be able to like match impedance for yeah, two and
0: stuff. it would be tricky to... I don't even know if you could do that.
1: Um, You could... <sighs> I mean, it would have to be probably a load box that would take the amplifier and like. Uh, I don't, I don't think it would be an easy thing to do. Um, the I, it it is possible because I remember <laughs> when I was working at Carter Drink, <laughs> Tom Stadler, uh, one of the the techs, was working on a box for like testing or maybe it was breaking in speakers and and or maybe testing amps or something, and he made a like ohm changer thing and it it was just like this huge like uh 1590 dd like one of the big hammond boxes oh yeah um like bigger than what nick greer builds the super chief or the mini chief uh amson oh yeah huge and um it was just that with a bunch of resistors and like big rotary switches and stuff which was pretty neat.
0: Wait, I didn't know the the chief was built on a pedal box. Like you mean the chassis of the amp is a like a pedal box?
1: The little the mini chief head? Yeah, yeah it's like a big Hammond uh, I mean it's not even that big. It's a Hammond enclosure and he's just like has it drilled out for tube sockets. Which is like it makes sense, you know, yeah. you use aluminum for amp chassis, so why wouldn't you use uh an enclosure, and in fact, when I was thinking about doing amps, that was something I was kind of considering like, how do we make this amp? But now my amp dreams may be a little uh, they may be put on hiatus. And yeah,
0: the situation my, my itself. prototype uh, Port City is ready to go check out. Um, but I need to talk to Daniel and make sure he's got enough tubes to do a run of amps. Um, well,
1: you know, it's funny. Because the guy I was talking to, Steve, he and I, it, 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 when all this stuff hit, he texts me like a day later. He's like, so, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do this. And I said, I think it's a perfect opportunity for us to design the best solid state amp ever. <laughs> he said, that's true. Uh, and that was where the
0: conversation ended. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool. We should do that. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's usually how it happens. Uh, Wait. No uh, other
1: questions uh, coming in that I can hold see. Hold
0: on. On the Western Electric, so on the 300B tube. Yeah, that they yeah. make why not just use a transistor at that point because if if the goal is to and and I'm asking because I need to be educated on this. But if the goal is to have a super high headroom tube that's not adding any distortion, sorry, the sun's coming through my window and blasting me right now. Um, why not just use a transistor?
1: Uh, well, I mean, it's, so it's a it's, it's probably a power tube. Um, Well,
0: yeah, they are. They're they're 300B power tubes.
1: Okay, Uh, I mean, like, there's gonna be like you're gonna get sag and 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 things that'll happen as you crank. I mean, like, I think you would have it would be more than just creating a power amp, a solid state power amp, because like the interaction with your preamp and the power amp is what's gonna give you the character. Um, So So, I don't know. I mean, it's like I mean, you don't need uh, it to do anything.
0: No, I know. No, uh, obviously, you don't need it. <laughs> so, God. But it's also the the idea of like. And again, I'm 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 asking because I'm not an audio file, so I don't know these things. But like, either am I? Why, why have a tube driven amplifier for an audio system? It, isn't that going to affect the music? Because in my mind, if I'm going to listen to music, like I I just signed up for Title. Um, Mm. a couple weeks ago because you can listen to like full res wave and flack files and stuff of masters which is cool which but to me i feel like a digital amplifier a really well designed digital amplifier would be preferable to a tube driven one because if i'm going to listen to like a master recording of something i don't necessarily want my system to color it i want to hear i want to hear the most accurate representation of the producer and mix engineer and mastering engineer and artist's vision of that song. Not, I, I don't want to like impart my own color on top of like what Chad Blake did. Yeah. You know what I mean? I
1: don't know. I think it's like a, you know, just a, you got the cool stuff. So, you know, like, I don't, it's probably just like a, it's like a Timex and an Omega don't tell time
0: differently. It's just one. Well, Ro- Rolex and nicer. Rolex time is better than regular time. For oh, sure. is that true? Oh, Do you have a sure. Rolex? No, God no. This is not oh, a Rolex. Man. People ask. This is a poor man's. Looks like a Rolex, not a Rolex. Rolex. <laughs> oh God, Cater on my wrist now. What the hell, it's a Shinola. Shinola oh, okay. monster. It is automatic though. My first automatic movement. Sweet. Focus. Um, got another oh, wait, question.
1: Dan Hughes, building out my purse. My my first pedal board looking for a drive to stack with a blues driver that isn't a tube screamer huh thank you uh, budget friendly options classic rock blues alternative kind of vibes uh with a blues driver mm,
0: a clone circuit might be cool with A blues driver
1: yeah that would be uh, that would be fine budget, uh, i think
0: budget focus some, something from uh maybe like a
1: soul food well yeah but i mean yeah soul food would be fine uh i feel like Here's what I would do. I would mod the blues driver and then use the boost because blues, uh, yeah. blues drivers sound great, but they sound way better when you mod them. And it, with a clean booster, you could put it pre or post. You could really cover a wide
0: range of tones. I'm learning uh, that I can't film in here at 6 o'clock now. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: That's, should we do our shills? Let's, shill let's and, do our shills and get out of here. Okay, we'll I, ask uh, some more questions later. Oh, and I did, uh, with our new podcast host, uh, I set up a thing for... You can leave us a voicemail. Oh, yeah. I don't know how it works. I switched it on. So if you're listening or you're, <laughs> you are you find us on Spotify and you should be able to uh, leave us a voicemail. And yes. by the way, please rate us on all those things because it really helps. Um, I have my my shell. It's right here beside me. All right. Me. Go ahead. Ooh. It's not so bad. So uh, I sent you a video clip of this, but this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh.
0: Retro channel
1: is a retro channel amp. So, about 10 years ago, um, destroy all guitars. What the hell is his name? Uh, Lance Keltner. Yep, he I think was, was part of like making this, and it's essentially a solid state version of a train wreck. And hell yeah, when the tubes, when the tube things happened, I was like, man, you know, it'd be cool if I had something solid state that was a backup that you know was different. And I thought about this, and immediately just gave it a reverb search nothing and so i gave it a google search to search you know mom and pop shops found one it's 575 nice it is a uh, bass middle treble volume presence master it's 8 or 16 ohms uh, at 8 ohms it's like 100 watt solid state at 16 it's about 50 on the back it has a resonance knob oh and uh effects loop that the effects loop it you, you normally effects loops you know, when you crank your amp, it doesn't really affect the effects loop. This does. Uh, Interesting. It must be in a weird spot, um, but you know what? It sounds pretty damn good, and it's serial number sixty-three. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah, it's man. I'll, I'll have to post some clips on my Instagram or something. But I'm really impressed by this. And my our friend Jacob, the visual guy, mm-hmm. uh, he's sending me one of those one control. Um, S66, BJF S66, which is like a deluxe reverb in a, in a small oh, package. Okay. and Because he said, "Oh, I have this thing and it rules. I'll send it to you to try it. So I'm um, going to try that too because this thing is cool. It feels a little stiff. A little stiff. It's better with like an overdrive or something in front of it to compress. Right. But Retro Channel uh, RR1, I'm kind of surprised
0: by it. Through the camera it looks like it says Retro Camel.
1: Retro camel, uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, Jacob, when are you getting on Destiny again? By the way, <laughs> um, so here's mine. This is the Fox Rocks CC Hybrid Two Fuzz. Uh, I bought this last week um, to try and get ahead of the Josh Scott bump because when we were getting ready for the uh, the live stream, we were going through a bunch of fuzz pedal, dude. <laughs> That place is insane. Uh, mm. It's everyone. I mean, we've all seen the videos and stuff. The, the JHS shop. It, it's crazy. It's crazy what they have over there. Yeah. Anyways, we had a whole table of fuzz pedals and I'd never played this before. So I plugged this up. It is a hybrid fuzz. So it's uh, one Silicon and one germanium transistor. And it sounded really good. And Josh was going to put it on his board. And I said, oh, no, you don't. So I jumped on Reverb and bought this. 130 bucks, because this was like a demo unit. I guess they used it for videos or something. Um, it sounds awesome. It's woolly. It's fat. Cleans up really well. And it has a power switch. So if you have this on your board and you're doing it, uh, you're running it off of a 9-volt battery and you leave it plugged in, you can switch and detach the battery so you don't kill the battery, which is awesome. So handy. So handy. Yeah. Um, it,
1: it, the old fashioned way is just unplugging the cable, but sometimes you can't reach the cable, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zap in the, in the chat says insider trading alert, filing a report with the sec. Well, you know what? Go ahead. I, I'm not a Senator. Um, <laughs> it is insider trading though. Cause it's like, if I know what they're going to do a video on, I always do a research a reverb search first to try and, and sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes stuff's already expensive. Yeah, but you're um, not like buying that to flip it. No, I'm buying it because I don't. Just, uh, because you just want it's it. It's good. Yeah, you don't get raked over the coals. No, so it's only half insider trading. Yeah, yeah. So there you insider go. Insider buying. Insider buying. <laughs> Fox Rocks CC Hybrid Two. They're super cool. Uh, if you're into fuzzes like myself, check it out. They're they're a lot of fun. Fox Rocks is a classic. They've made
1: so much great stuff over the years. So.
0: Yeah, I, I actually didn't know much about them, and, and of course, Josh has everything they ever made so he he was showing me like the where you plug the different cards in the different cassettes basically so you could take this enclosure apart plug one of their other cards in and have a different pedal basically yeah wild stuff man crazy every time i hang out with you and every time i hang out with him i realize there's so much about this that i just don't know
1: it's it's ludicrous It's, it's crazy yeah uh Sometimes it's too much, and I get overwhelmed, and I just kind of wish I could—I don't know—just be a YouTuber like you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I sometimes I, think I, I wish be okay I could. Just, I, I just wish I could build guitar pedals and not have to make video. You know Ooh, what I don't like? Freaky
1: Friday or what? No, what's the, what's the oh, swap?
0: Uh, with the twins. The um,
1: what's the one where like the girl becomes her mom? I think it's Freaky Friday.
0: Oh, I'm thinking of a different movie altogether. I was yeah. what was the one with Lindsay Lohan where she plays herself twice. She's a twin.
1: Mm, with, uh, you know, know,
0: what know what I mean. Well, one, Freaky Friday has English. Lindsay
1: Lohan. Was it Lohan, Lohan? <laughs> Lohan, Lohan, whatever. whatever. And Jamie Lee Curtis and they swap places. Oh, Okay.
0: Um, Lohan, Lohan. I oh yeah. My honestly, the least the, the worst part of the YouTube gig is pa- thumbnails. Parent Trap. Parent Trap. That's yes. it. Yeah, Yeah, we'll do parent. Let's do parent trap.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My parents be like, Who the hell are you? (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, making thumbnails is the worst part of the gig, but it's a necessary evil. Yeah. All right. Well, we did it? it. We did, we did it. it,
1: everybody! So thanks for hanging. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate us on iTunes or wherever you. I don't know. I don't is, have. Is an iTunes anymore. even around anymore? I, where ha, Apple Podcasts. Wherever find
0: podcasts are downloaded.
1: Yeah, um, there there's some really great positive reviews on there. I saw, and there were some pretty funny, like bad reviews. Nice. <laughs> so of course. You know what? I we it takes all kinds. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Let them go. Let them, let them just type whatever you think.
0: You can roast us in your review. Just leave us like a good star rating so that it's actually a good review. Yeah, that's fine. We don't care what you say. You, as you, rude if, as you want yeah, to be. If, as mean and just as degrading as you want to be, just give us five stars. <laughs> We've earned it. All, right.
1: <laughs> All right, everybody.